May we be guided in your truth and thirst for your word, long for your trust and forever know that you are supreme. May your spirit move amongst us and provide us with your love. Amen. When I first started school, there was a lad at our school called John, Baptiste with an E. And we soon added the definite definite article, and he was named by us all as John the Baptist. I was instantly intrigued by the Bible character, who when even in his mother's womb, he leaped, causing his mother to cry out and exclaim to her cousin, Mary, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you bear. Consequently, John, even in his mother's womb, was witnessing and testifying to the coming of the Messiah and the inevitability of change. The idiosyncrasies of John, his quirkiness, his unapologetic nature, his wisdom. We have an image of one who does not quite fit into the box. His attire, sporting a camel hair outfit with a leather belt, and his unconventional diet of locusts and wild honey. And why should he have to conform when he is on a mission from God? In the readings, we hear that he is baptizing masses despite his image the image of one ranting on a hillside. If John was seen today, would we have an opinion on his credibility, worthiness, or trust that his teaching of repentance was a message from God? He's a good orator. He can capture an audience because the spirit is in him. He's clearly a witness who can also testify to the truth. Passionate with his delivery, he was born to do this. The prophetic writers had singled him out as one who prepares the way. John preached repentance and a baptism of repentance. The water of the Jordan, washing away sins, making us like new. Due to the unstable times, John, due to the unstable times, John is questioned by whose authority does he preach? His preaching was revolutionary. No one at this stage in time was preaching the possibility that true repentance warranted forgiveness. The washing away of sin and the concept of being born again would have been difficult to comprehend. Jesus grappled with the idea when he taught Nicodemus that no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Nicodemus struggled with the actual concept of physical rebirth by asking Jesus, how can a person be born when they are old? They cannot surely enter a second time into into their mother's womb to be born again. Jesus clarifies his teaching by stating, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water, unless they are born of water and spirit. The spirit gives birth to the spirit. Nicodemus was one of the leaders of Israel. He taught the law. Jesus rebukes Nicodemus by querying, why does he not know these things? We speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, but still you people claim Christ. Do not accept our testimony. 
as the majority who preached, like Nicodemus, did so because they were either priests or Levites. Jesus shows us that Nicodemus, despite his authority, was not true, a true witness with a genuine testimony. Jesus highlights to Nicodemus the humanity that is God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. When John the Baptist was questioned, they asked him who he, who he was, possibly believing him to be someone who is deluded, adopting a role for themselves, a bit of a rogue imposter. John, he didn't, John knew exactly who he was because the spirit was in him. He didn't require a license or a permit to do what came naturally to him, to spread the word, the good news that the light was to come and that the people can and would be saved from a life of darkness, a life where evil would be, I'm sorry, where evil has, has a hold, hope is but a dream. John the Baptist was the genuine article. He practiced what he preached and he believed. When questioned, John could confidently cry, I'm not the Christ. Well, who are you, they insist. John then throws scripture, a quote from Isaiah 40, a beautiful verse entitled Comfort for God's People. He lays claim to being that voice, the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the way for the Lord. The persecutors, the Pharisees, the persecutors, the Pharisees insist in their questioning, why do you baptize if you're not Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John would have grown up in his early years knowing that he was the only child of elderly parents, Elizabeth and Zachariah. His mother had always believed she was barren, and his father had been struck with mutism just before he was born. Luke's Gospel gives a full account. Luke's Gospel points out that all these events were witnessed by friends and neighbours in the hill country, Judea, and that they were in awe of these happenings. The conversations would be out of the, out of the ordinary. All that is unusual. What does happen every day would be documented, listed and discussed. The nation is in anticipation of a great change, the promise of the Messiah. The light was to enter our world. This weight had been looming for centuries. The weight was about to impact our world with such ferocity that change will be inevitable. The likes of Nicodemus were about to have their eyes opened onto the true redemptive nature of God. And by surrendering your life, you too can enjoy the spoils of peace and joy that will follow. How can we as individuals be effective witnesses and testify accordingly? Our task is easy, for the hard work that is the risen Lord has been completed, and our Heavenly Father is satisfied that the debt owed is paid in full. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. The, the, sorry, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, 
who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. When I go to work at the place of welcome, it is a constant reminder of approaching colonialism with a positive stance. I enter a melting pot of rich culture, cultural, cultural awareness and an easy understanding of language. I open my door and a wealth of nations are set before me. I went to a house meeting recently and of about 80 women and in that room there was a total of 27 different nations. We are set to witness and to testify to what we know to be the true, but to be true, and our Lord has placed our audience at our front doors. We do not have to sacrifice our lives like Jesus did, or set a trend with a camel hair outfit like John. The testimony is the word, and we have the resources to share and to be proud and bold when doing so. Amen.